Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Box Set Pod, where um, I am uh, doing some mini Box Set Pod episodes uh, talking about things I have watched on Netflix. Uh, because, you know, we're rubbish at keeping this podcast up and running and I think it's time that I uh, I went solo uh, like Paul McCartney and Wings and um, did some substandard podcasts for the sake of giving me something to do and giving you somebody to listen to um, because of course there aren't there aren't any other podcasts so so I have a duty to uphold let's talk about Better Call Saul the latest I'm sure Jamie will want to join me for this one at some point we just need to uh, arrange that but better call Saul I am about three episodes from the end of better call Saul the, the final ever better call Saul oh goodness me so we have addressed this I don't expect you to have listened to it but we've addressed better call Saul on the podcast a couple of times and particularly Matthew and I have been quite negative about the old about the pace of Better Call Saul um, there are plenty of sequences um, now that are silent sequences which is in, in, of, in and of itself is quite a um, quite a revolution I think in, in modern TV we have to have sound and words you know uh, when, you, when you write a script even just writing a script having dialogue reads faster pleases everybody more than just reading stage directions and um, there are so many long sequences that it's almost like Vince Gilligan has gone uh, why, why don't you know what's wrong with silent movies they tell the picture the TV is about visuals why do we need all this speech and and it's fair enough so for example I am I'll make one up now so I'm here we might open I'm standing in front of a football post I'm back walking on the uh, the playing field near my house, um, and I'm kicking a tiny little a bit of a of a of a twig, a log. It's like the end of a dog's stick or whatever. I'm kicking around. Let's say we open on this shot, and I'm standing in front of this goal. They might sh- they, the the scene might be me trying to score a goal through this net. There we go. I kicked the ball, but I didn't get it in the net. Kick the log. I didn't get in there. I'm going to do it again. There we go. Still not quite at the thing. It's a very, very small thing. You have to kick quite hard. I'm getting closer to the line now. Closer to the line. Maybe they would follow this without any dialogue. You know, I'm filling the noise. You can just listen to me kicking the... And maybe eventually... There it goes. Over the line. And that could just be the end of a scene. A child kicking a log gradually across the line. Or maybe the end of that, you know, he gets over the line and then he sees a human skull on the floor. That would be a kind of better call Saul opener, right? And 
I think both Matt and I and probably a lot of other people have sat and watched some of these sequences and just gone, get on with it! Get on with it! Because they're not just, you're not just a, you know, that was short. What I just did for you is very short compared to some of these sequences. Oh, God, it goes on and on and on. And other people, with perhaps more patience, um, will be watching it. And there is no doubt in my mind that this is one of the best shots. It's the best, it's great cinematography. Often every shot is a painting. Every shot's composition is incredible. Sometimes I think to the detriment of it. So like you'll have this perfectly lined up shot where you've got the scene happening in the bottom right of the screen, slightly out of focus. And in the front of the screen, you're actually focusing on this really quirky, classic 1960s American diners rubbish bin or something like that, right? And sometimes I think that's oh, too clever for its own good and it can be it can just feel frustrating. And it reminds me of uh, two things. One, it doesn't remind me of, I've got two things to say about that. One, I'm wrong. And two, I felt that way about Star Wars my whole life. My whole life I tried to watch Star Wars. In fact, I did watch Star I watched all of them at some point. And I just could never, ever care. Oh, God, Star Wars to me always looked like people who were dressing up and running around right so stormtrooper to me has never looked threatening a stormtrooper to me looks like somebody who's put on a stormtrooper outfit and has been sweating in it all day and they've been told to run from that point to that point there's never i've never feel th- felt threatened by a stormtrooper <laughs> in my life and uh, just never got it never got it as a kid whatever file it in uh, under football for me in something that I've never felt as moved by as the other boys often boys um, and then last year Sarah and I decided to commit we decided that along with uh, every every Christmas we watch the Harry Potter films back to back why did I laugh when I say that in, in order to keep what snobs on board in order to sound cool because I'm being ironic I love the Harry Potter films um, we watch them every year and it's one of the highlights of the year is sitting down every night and gradually working through them and feeling like Christmas with the fire on um, Star Wars uh, we did the same for finally and I loved it and of course you're watching whole ones where you're going how did they get this so wrong or this is crap and why do people love this bit or whatever uh, there were times where whole films that I thought were fantastic that some people hate. Jar Jar Binks didn't annoy me that much. I mean, he's pointless, right? He's a pretty pointless character. But there's a lot of pointlessness in Star Wars. Um, and I get it. I get all the criticisms of Jar Jar Binks. But I certainly don't think the intention was was um, bad. The, the intention wasn't to be as insulting or as offensive as um, people claimed that was or found it and were right to find it that way if that's the way they feel but I don't think that the intention was bad and I think that the actor you know poor guy imagine doing it imagine that being the person who has to act something like that that then gets crucified afterwards anyway point is Star Wars never got it suddenly got it meanwhile last year I also went back and watched the whole of Breaking Bad and when I finished that I started watching Better Call Saul for the second time. 
Now, if we're back at the goalpost there and we're watching somebody try and kick something across the goalpost, because you've seen it before, you're not impatient. You you know, you, you trust the driver of the bus, right? It's like sitting in the back of a bus going, why are you taking so long? Why are you, why are you turning this way? Why are you... Why are you driving this way? If that driver has taken you on a journey and you actually trust the driver, you'll chill out and you'll go, do you know what? Let's just enjoy the scenery. Let's enjoy this and say, we're in the, we're in the presence of Picasso. Let's not get annoyed at his style, right? And that's how it felt the second time. I loved it. It rattled along. It felt quicker. It all completely made sense so there's this element I think with Better Call Saul there, there is this element of um, it, it, the constant tease they're very good at going but what does this mean and what does this mean and we'll have a whole scene of nothing followed by someone saying something like I know what to do and then we cut away before they tell us what they're going to do you know, just tell, you know, tell us some stuff. You don't have to show us everything super slowly. You can tell us some stuff. But the second time watching is a completely different experience. I absolutely loved it. And I rude the day when me or Matt or Jamie, whoever it was, a lot of me, though, a lot of me, uh, criticised it. <laughs> How dare I? What do I know? Critics. What? Arseholes. You know, um, absolutely loved it, and now I'm I'm gutted to know where it's ending. Now I'm not going to give anything away, apart from to say that in this last series, they're not doing the flash forwards. Um, the whole of Better Call Saul has flash forward to after Breaking Bad, when Jimmy McGill or Saul Goodman is in witness protection and he's working at a Cinnabon somewhere in you know Alaska or wherever it is, and then. Um, They've stopped doing the flash forwards, which I think is odd for to have done that all the way through and then to suddenly not do it. But again, <laughs> don't ask questions, you know. Just trust the driver. They know where it's going. Uh, we fully expect to have um, a cameo from Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, Brian Cranston and um, uh, geez, Aaron Paul. They're, they're going to pop up soon. Um, and it's and and the only flaw with it, as ever with like prequels, is that you know who was in Breaking Bad, uh, and you know who's in Better Call Saul. And if they don't match up, you're going, oh dear, how's this person going to disappear? <laughs> oh no, I don't want this person to die. I hope they don't die. And what'll be interesting is to see how much they cash in, how much they can really please those of us who have felt like we've been waiting for great answers that's always the challenge that we've talked about in the podcast a lot, how do you do a great ending and the longer a TV show gets and the bigger the fan base and the longer it takes to make and the more patience you ask of people, like the Sopranos, the more everybody wants to satisfy an ending and that is a supremely thing uh, difficult thing to achieve so it's going to be interesting. And I also don't want them to stop there. Like, please, just dedicate your life to telling these stories, Vince Gilligan. Don't be so selfish as to be wanting to go off and find the next thing that you want to do. No. 
do what we want you to do, which is now do another series of Better Call Saul um, that's called Jimmy McGill, uh, or, or the name of his new you know, witness protection name. Do after Breaking Bad. Where do we go next with him? Let's do that. Or let's return to Aaron Paul and Jesse Pinkman's story. That would be great. Do it. Just do it. It is one of the most sublimely made, like brilliantly shot, excellently acted. Rear, rear, uh, Seahorn? Is it Seahorn? Rear Seahorn. Just incredible. I mean, it's just brilliant. It's a great TV series. And uh, I, I don't know whether, like, saying stick with it, if you, if you find those sequences long, don't stick around if you're absolutely miserable. It's not like, I mean, I think Ozark is one of those that, like, if you've not started it, or if you, you've watched half of one and you, you're not sure, just stick with it. Some things are worth saying, stick with it. With Better Call Saul, you know, you know by now. If you, if you liked Breaking Bad, stick on this. Just stick on it, even if you don't think it's as good. Uh, because when you watch both together again, if you ever do a return trip, it's, God, it's good. It's all so good, and, and there's so many callbacks. There's so much depth to it and detail. It's wicked. All right. Thanks, gang. Why don't you get in touch with me, if you want. Uh, studio at the box set pod.com. That might work. What's the direct email? The box set podcast at gmail.com. Uh, no V on it. Box set podcast at gmail.com is our direct email address if you'd like it. Um, and Johnny Evs gets in touch saying, May I say, I listen to your Squid Games podcast from the hot tub. My player ratings, Howell, 8 out of 10, brackets, piano. I believe I played the piano on that podcast. Jamie, 6 out of 10 for Spirit. Windless, he wrote, for Matthew. Matthew Wanless, 5 out of 10, due to Captain America's slight. One of the only good things about the Avengers is when they go world war on us. Joking, excellent show. Shame you don't take an hour out of your busy lives to do them. Good fun, Johnny Evans, Chorley. P.S. Go fuck yourselves. So, uh, that's my brother who's emailed there. And um, uh, that's the nicest thing he's ever said to me, I think. It's pretty good. Even if it was uh, mostly to make a point against Matthew Windlass, which I'm all for. I'm all for. Okay. Join me on the next short podcast which I'll carry on doing until Jamie and Matt pressure me, or at least, you know, just, just notice, and then get in touch and say, hey, we need to do one of the three of us again, because you're so boring on your own. That, I will take that. I'll take that. But, you know, it's Muggins here who has to do the organising. And it reaches a point, isn't it, where you go, ah, even though it's just sending one WhatsApp message. <laughs> uh, people are fighting wars in the world, you know, and... We, we can't send a WhatsApp message to each other to go, should we record a podcast? It's more than that, it's more than that. It's, it's uh, you know, you've got to do it, like, in the evenings, um, when, it, you know, two out of the three of us have got kids, um, 
family life. What do you what do you do? How do you pick a seven o'clock? And then you're kind of awake and wired, just as everyone's ready to bed for bed. It's it's, it's, it's it is difficult. It's it's very difficult. Very difficult. It's a hard life being a podcaster, right? So if you ever meet a podcaster, put your arm around them and buy them a pint. As Jeremy Clarkson said about the farmers. In fact, I'll talk about that in the next podcast. Goodbye.